We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Welcome to Light Years, the Light Years. Are we still calling it Haberkoff, or is it the uh, Guy Haberman, John Middlecoff podcast? What's the What's the formal name now? Ham. Yeah, all that works. Yeah, yeah. Promo codes to throw. That's right. That's yeah. That's promo code Ham. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Haberman Middlecoff. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys jumping on and um, been meaning to do this. Wait, are we, you guys we're on your on. podcast. I thought you guys were on our podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe we can compare numbers. Your intro is way better. So start talking about it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> At least you have an intro. It's, it's usually just me and Sam fucking jerking each other I off have, for like thirty seconds. I have Jerry Krause here to negotiate the contract. See, that was that was a Jordan type move. He like took us golfing. You know, he's like, you guys want? We'll do a joint podcast. And he's like, yeah. it's our podcast. Like, whoa, never yeah. fucking know. Oh, and tell DJ I got something for him tomorrow. <laughs> oh, so I guess we gotta start with that. That's the um. Before before the special aired, you got you got the story from Ramona Shelbourne kind of saying that the 2016 finals was what made Jordan agree to this. He he saw either the Warriors were going to win 73 in a title and that would challenge the Bulls, or LeBron was going to pull off 
uh, what he ended up pulling off, which was, you know, the three on comeback and kind of an epic comeback. And that's what made him want to agree to this. Where are you guys on that overall? Uh, on him waiting? Yeah, I, I just I just love the pettiness level of it at this point, where it's just he, he, he didn't want to release any of this until he saw someone potentially challenge. Yeah, it, it's it's like such a poker move, isn't it? Like hold your ace until you need it. Yeah. Like if he had released it like in, I don't know, 07. I see. I'm gonna go bullshit on that a little bit. I, I just think as you get older, maybe it helped a little bit. But like this was coming sooner or later. Whether LeBron won four or five or never won again, like he just, you can just tell. Like I just think he wants to tell. He's so removed from when he played. Now, did that impact a little bit? I know it sounds good, and <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, it's. I mean, what if Steph had won? I mean, Steph would have won two back to back titles, back to back. Uh, MVP 73 wins would have probably been the greatest season of all time. Probably would have been a good shot to release that thing anyway. I don't, I feel like he probably would have thrown that thing out regardless of what had happened if, if the Cavs had won or, the, or Steph would have won. Yeah, maybe. I mean, people were kind of comparing Steph not to Michael, but like, you know, he was changing the game a little like Michael did. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I I mean, Michael's the pettiest guy ever. So fuck. I, mean, I, <laughs> I think that I, my my point is it was coming sometime. You know, whether it was coming 16, 20, 25, like while he was alive, they were going to do this. I thought the part about the Ramona piece too that was enlightening though was her saying like part of Michael was he didn't want to like he didn't want to put the period on his story before he, like when he still felt like he had a lot of story left to write. You know, the idea that like he would put up his like that this is his could be viewed as his tombstone, but he's not dead yet. And that's always what kind of kept him from putting but anything do you, out. But do you buy that? I think all that stuff is probably an element. Like to John's point, I don't, I doubt it's all the Cavs won and Jordan was like, it's time. I mean, they still had to go <laughs> to him, give him a pitch. And it had to be, it couldn't, couldn't have been the five, you know, the five of us going to Mike, like, Mike, you ready? Mike's just looking for somebody to make his doc. Like <laughs> the guy who made the Iverson doc and Friday Night Lights and all, like, though, that was the guy that had to pitch him. So I think it's probably partly that and partly Michael just, I don't know, didn't want, didn't want to write the final chapter, but he probably was waiting for the Bobcats to win a championship. So that can be part of the doc. He's formally given up on Charlotte winning anything <laughs> yeah. ever. You'll be waiting. I forgot he oh. ran the, the Bobcats, how about, honestly. How about my favorite part of like all the stuff I read leading up was that Clay Thompson's uncle is the one that was like responsible right? for filming this entire season. He was the video guy. Michael's younger brother is the one that went to his bosses at NBA Entertainment, one of whom is now the commissioner of the NBA, and was like, "We should, we should film all this stuff." And then Adam Silver went to Michael and was like, "Look, we will. Neither one of us can use any of this footage without the other one's permission." And so Michael agreed. But it's and, and what I didn't Thompson's realize brother. was, um, yeah, NBA Entertainment was something that apparently Adam Silver was kind of headed up in the 90s and it was like a very bit part thing of the NBA and it it obviously grew into all their film footage and everything they use now but like at the time it was trying to be like NFL films back then a little bit yeah but like on a such a smaller scale like they didn't really know what they had with it and then I mean I'm sure someone was going through the footage at some point like five ten years ago like wait we have the 98 bulls and everything <laughs> I'm just you know I'm just laughing remembering like the NBA TV stopped using those headsets that just like one big headset with that big right. mic that comes across like two years ago which is the stuff the camera guys use so 
Well, to, to me, you notice right away, Michael's the coolest motherfucker in every room he's ever been in. And he, by far, once he got to the NBA, still to this day, like, it, that's where the LeBron com- comparison, like, he's just never going to be that cool. And the NBA was was bigger than the NFL at points in times in the 90s. Now, obviously, Larry and Magic played a huge role in that. But Michael put that thing on his back in the early 90s and even the late 80s and took it to another level. Like, they were bigger than any NFL team by far in the 90s. And he was easily the most famous athlete. Like, the NBA – If I, I was thinking about if I was an owner in the NBA, obviously it sucks right now. You get the world's shut down. But just even if the, the league was going on, you'd be like, how could our league be like that again? It's had, you know, moments over time. I mean, the Warriors dynasty – I think was enormous, but the rest of the league just was not even close to on that level. Like at the end of the day, I was in the car today and they're playing Stockton and Malone. You know, I mean, just the other players in the league that are part of it. I, I just, I don't know if they'll ever get back there. And there's obviously a bunch of elements to Michael and the way the players were. It was just so different, but it was so, it, to me, it's just having watched a bunch of old NBA these last like month. As a seven-year contracts, John. That's the answer. Ooh, the Pippen contract. That's what eighteen million dollars. So I knew Pippen had the like that was kind of the the key elixir to their team, and like that that's kind of a general theme in the NBA, like because it's a capped sport and everything. It's any dynasty is tied with some player signing a below market deal, and it allows the GM and everyone to maneuver. Yeah, but I did not remember it being that. I, don't, I didn't. E- I didn't either. Like I'm looking at. I'm, I'm pulling this That's up right now. 122nd paid player in '98, '97. And Jerry Krause says he's one of the best players in the league, even as he's trying to trade him. The owner told him not to sign the deal. Is that true? Like, I mean, I know he said it, but yeah, I don't know. It what kind of negotiating crazy when tactic he said is that? <laughs> I just kind of went with calling it. BS on that one. I am too. Cause I was like, Oh, that's what a great guy. And you're like, no way. He said that. How about, how about like Jerry Krause is the GM of the Chicago white Sox and just goes to Jerry Reinsdorf and says, I want to run your team. And everyone tells Jerry Reinsdorf, don't let him do it. It's not like he's got some analytics. I got a bunch of just books. to, just to put this in perspective, by the way, Scotty Pippen was the sixth highest paid player on that bulls team. Players who made more money than him were Luke Longley Tony Kukoc, Dennis Rodman, Ron Harper, obviously Michael Jordan. Do you have Rod? Do you have Rodman's salary that year? Yeah, four and a half. What was Mike? Like twenty five. Thirty points. I, I do know he Wait, was. So, uh, he had the. Um, you remember when uh, Beckham came over to the MLS and they they were like, yeah. it's, "It's a Beckham contract." And like, who cares about the MLS? But the big the big thing was he was getting paid twenty times what anyone else made. Jordan made thirty three million. The next highest paid player was Ron Harper, who made four points. So Phil Jackson was the second. Phil Jackson was making wow. six. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Phil Jackson was the second highest paid guy on the team. Didn't Scotty go bankrupt in the last decade? He's had his financial issues. Did he? It, it, it kind of <laughs> hit me. You know, it would take, it would probably be hard for Scotty to do. But if you just reach out to Mike and be like, bro, can I get a little cash? I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you keep blowing me in all these videos. And every time you talk about me, I'm fucking, I died. I, Oh, here's the, here's the I secondary his, net worth actually, which I was like, I was wondering what it was, like thirty million, which is like, what the? Scotty, the, I think the Bulls just Scotty. fired him last week, didn't they? It's like, geez. this is actually a a great number too. Yeah, he was like, Pippen I don't care. I want to be a part of a winner. <laughs> Scotty Pippen because he played longer than Jordan and chased just paydays into his late thirties, made more money in the NBA than Jordan in salary. 
Yeah, just NBA salary. Like not talking. Like obviously. Oh, you're saying post Bulls? What year does Scotty play till? Two thousand three or two thousand four, maybe something like that. I mean, he signed a seventy million dollar deal with the Rockets immediately after this Bulls team blew up, and then he signed another one with Portland. I want to say. Yeah, so Scotty would have signed money. with Scotty would have signed with anybody who was offering him cash. I'm, I'm curious. I'm yeah, curious. He's like one of those MLB players on the market, where it's like I, he's got Scott Boris's agent. He's like, whatever, just give me the most money possible. Scott Boris to go. I'm curious how they talked about uh, Scotty Pippen in that day, uh, in the media in that day. I'm wondering if they if they talked about him as like a great wingman or was he kind of, it, it kind of seems like he's a little underrated, at least from what the documentary is saying, but that's all I've got going off of it. I, I agree. It feels like that, like 20 years okay, later. So, Especially so, when they're talking about the NAIA tape. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so so like, middle, he's as big as a center, guy, but he's got a handle. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are the same age as me. So you remember, I mean, you have the same line of sight memory as me, like, and all that. And I do not remember Pippen being revered, in the nineties, the way he's talked about now, like he wasn't, he wasn't talked about as one of the top players uh, outside of Jordan. Like Jordan was on his own tier. And then it was like, I don't know, Ewing, Barkley, uh, Hakeem, like Reggie. all those guys. Yeah. Reggie Ma- Malone. Who, exactly. You know. Malone's obvious one. Yeah. And Gary all Payton. Those guys. Yeah. Don't you, think, don't you think that when you're the guy on a team in the NBA, it's like, you're the quarterback almost like you just get way. So if you're the, B, sure. It's why Clay, you know, before Kevin Durant got here, or you know, I'm, there's other probably situations. You're saying if Scotty just played for like the Timberwolves and was the best player? Yeah, it was like a eight time All Star. Leave, the, leave the Wolves to the like the second round every year. That's yeah, he just would have been Love. viewed as like Tracy McGrady or fuck whatever. You know, maybe not that, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? yeah, possibly. Um, but he but couldn't score like that. I guess play style wise, he does seem like a souped up Andre Iguodala, like prime souped up Andre Iguodala. Like if Andre, never I mean, I mean, soup, soup that up like ten times soup more that than up. thinking. <laughs> That's really fucking good. I mean, that's... but but like Andre at like twenty eight, if you had put sure. him with like Steph and those guys, would have been yeah. unstoppable. Like when I got Even hired, you... when I got hired in Philly, it was right as he was like people shit on him because he was the a for people that don't know day, you he worked too you worked for sam hinky just for people who yeah, aren't i there. worked for sam hinky <laughs> and when we were devising the plan <laughs> how many elements to this doc too of just like modern day nba of tanking microphone oh. so, okay so where do we start there just in terms of oh man some of the quotes some of the quotes we'll, we'll go over but uh the one that sticks out to me the most is mj <laughs> plays through an injury doesn't tell the team uh comes back Early Goes to North Carolina. <laughs> All things that would never happen today. It's like I, I can't imagine. Like, I, I, what is even the? Comp well, you of you remember when Pey- year remember MJ. when Peyton Manning hurt his back and went to Duke, but no sure. one had footage. Yeah, and right. it was like he was doing some secretive yeah. shit. Yeah, I, now, was he doing he, like he, meetings there too? Even even that. What was that? Seven years ago? Yeah, he was. was that Jim, older, wasn't that when though? Jim Harbaugh went to meet? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah but like Michael, I guess was in his second year, so it doesn't parallel that. Right. Sure. It'd be What's like Zion or something next year, like going back to Duke and train. I mean, it'd be crazy. That well, that's that's revered back, or at least like that's revered now. But you look at it now. We have an article article that comes out a few years ago about how LeBron takes rest on defense and how that's the smartest way to play basketball in today's league. You kind of yeah. compare and contrast the way that you kind of think about playing basketball with the two best players in the eras, and you're just like, holy shit! 
Well, that's more of a media point. Like the fact that an article is written, but that's what's like, being praising said. praising a dude for not playing defense to conserve his energy kind of sums up the NBA's problems. <laughs> but I, it's I also do. there's just so much more media. Like in order to just to come up with a different point, it, it's you got to work pretty hard. Sometimes. But I, I do I do think what Andy said about not just the media. I think a lot of fans were like, yeah, we can just play. Our best guys can play 65 games as long as we're ready for the playoffs. You know. It, that's not how Mike thought Kobe didn't think like that. And again, I'll give LeBron was playing every game this year, but he was kind of doing it in spite because last year he had a rest year. Kawhi's resting. Like it was calculated Mike part of Mike. And I think this is what parallels like Tiger Woods is like, it had nothing to do with fucking money, all winning. Now the money comes with it. I'm not saying that's not a huge part of it. His whole career, but winning, 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 winning. That's the only fucking thing that mattered. And that's why when like Larry and magic, James Worsley, when these guys talk about him, you see the way they that's light the up. One. Yep, that, yep. I mean, James Worsley said he was better than him for two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Dude was the number one pick in the draft after that season, and Michael still had two years left in college and yeah, had a seven-time the, All-Star. The footage of Michael riding his bike around campus at Chapel Hill just for three years. Just he almost came life. back. He said he was thinking about coming back. <laughs> yeah, could three be, years. To talk to a coach. Okay, I'm calling. I'm calling BS on this part. This was. <laughs> this was definitely the let's paint me to look a certain way kind of propaganda part of the documentary about going back to school. Yeah, no. and just kind of like uh, I'm all about school and all this. I'm like I'm, I'm calling a little BS on that to a little bit. That'd be so, a good call. Uh, Roy know. Williams, only player that could turn it on and off was Michael Jordan, and he never fucking turned it off. I, I I also think in two that Andy that's the best that's such a great quote because Roy you can feel Roy is like he was he was dramatic with that Roy one. is mad yeah. at his team right now when he says that. <laughs> what one thing I will defend Mike on in 1984 at North Carolina, I mean they got nailed like three years ago for doing the test. I right. I would imagine Michael didn't have to do a goddamn thing in class. <laughs> right. He got he could fuck anything that walked. He was a god, and life was, and they were like an NBA team. So I, like, I, he might not have gone to class for two years and got straight A's. You know, it'd be like LSU football. I mean, it was just probably a joke for him. I bet his life was pretty good. You know, because I, 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 I totally buy that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think oh, he was we, like, actually that reminds me, the letter his mom read that he sent her. Might have been my favorite part of the first two parts of the episode, where he's where he's asking his mom to send money. Where he says, sorry about the phone bill. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like John and I have talked about this many times. Um, if you grew up, there, there's the group of people who grew up in an age where you like made collect calls or long distance phone calls. Right. And then there's probably our age group. Andy used to have to pay per text message. Actually, I did too. Yeah. In high school. Oh, you did. You did. So okay. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. For anyone too young to remember, you used the phone bill used to be ten cents a text. Yeah, and John and I have talked about this. Like we both, my freshman year of college, I remember. I think you were still in high school when, when mm-hmm. your dad mm-hmm. yelled at you for it. Well, but. I mean, it, yeah, there was a Adrian Peterson type uh, beating coming my way. I, <laughs> my dad, dad came down the hallway with a piece of paper. Just he was so red, and I couldn't quite tell what it was. And then I saw <laughs> it was like four hundred seventy five dollars. <laughs> Because at the time, it was like 10 cents a text message up to 100 text messages. And then it just gets like a dollar. Te- it was just something outrageous. Was you know, she worth just, it? Was she worth it? Yeah, all? she was at the time. <laughs> okay, there you was. Okay. And I tried to explain it to him. He didn't He didn't understand ah. what a text message was. 
And now it's like they're just free, a part of life, you know. Better than the house phone ringing at eleven thirty at night. Exactly. It's like I'm not bothering anyone. I'm just in my room texting away. <laughs> Jeez Louise, five hundred bucks back then. Wow, that is it, impressive. It, 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 it might have been like three seventy five or four. It was outrageous, even at the time when a bill. Yeah, that's when you. Uh, that's when you start considering. Like you're not just sending the LOL back. You're sending a full response when you need sending to text. an essay. <laughs> LOL didn't exist then. No, it was, <laughs> no. AOL did, but. I thought John texted me when this happened early, right? So after he leaves college and he goes pro and the producer, whoever's talking to him, asked him about the Bulls, were they really called a traveling cocaine circus? And I like, I didn't expect Michael to be like, yeah, let me tell you the story. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. Well, he's, drink, he he's, he's drinking a little. That right. He's <laughs> yeah. got a little liquid well, you can tell that the interview was, was like, a fake laugh, by the way. His response. <laughs> Still, like he knew the question was coming. It was, it was a very like <laughs> the, the whiskey goes down and like the sun goes, you know, like the right, whiskey yeah. is at different levels during different points of the interview, <laughs> which is either, you know, like a hole in the timeline. But it also could be that he just keeps refilling the whiskey as he's going. But at that point, because John texted me like, I did not expect us to get into cocaine 15 minutes into this documentary. But well, because Mike was like, yeah, there's lines right over there. Oh, we got hookers over here, and then <laughs> and then he with a straight face was like, "Yeah, I just walked out." I'm like, "Get out of here!" I mean, come on, man. There's a raid, and then and then the next scene they show him fixing up his bed in, I, I in, a, in like a room and, and we're like, washing okay. his bull shorts <laughs> at his <laughs> home. To no, me, there to me, there's a chance, right? North Carolina, pretty sheltered. You know, he's from that area. Sure. Never seen it. I I, I kind of believe that. But then, like a year later, in the golfing scene, like he's kind of just letting loose already. Yeah, like, he must have transformed pretty quick because, like, it felt by like, the time they started winning, later. he was a big drinker and gambler. So when did that kind of kick in? Like when the money started hitting in the like mid-80s? everything else. It just two weeks. James Worthy. <laughs> two weeks. So we think no cocaine for Mike in that room when he walked out. I buy it right then and there. I do buy it at that point in his life. <laughs> But then Rod Anyone Higgins, like with Rod Higgins, who was on the team trying to claim like him and Mike, because I think that became his GM with the yeah. Hornets. Was Rod he Higgins did become guy? his GM. He was a Hornets GM. Yeah. By the way, also on the Warriors, used to run a nice little uh, basketball camp in the East Bay with Chris Mullen, and in the, in the early nineties. Say it, definitely Fresno went State. to that one. Is he a Fresno State guy? Yeah. Yep. I mean, him. It's like Mike's boy. So. I kind of had the vibe, like, was he sitting there with his wife? Like, I wasn't in there either, honey. It wasn't me. It was and Michael told me the story life. later. It blew my mind. That was all Orlando Woodbridge. Yeah, over there. <laughs> Threw his own team under the bus. What a legend. It was incredible. Yeah, was <laughs> also, also, the guy played with the gold chain. That was two. Uh, two. How sweet. How sweet. Uh, incredible. And, and one was like a choker. <laughs> I, I always get offended when people act like Mike. He's like, he, he, I saw this on Twitter. Again, it's Twitter. He couldn't shoot threes. It's like, guys, I mean, the guy is like the greatest jump shooter of all time. You don't think if he, if like threes were a big part of his game, he would have adapted to become the guy might not have been fucking Clay Thompson, but he would have been a, I you mean, know, if James Harden, all uh, these guys Kurt, shoot threes, he would have been fine. Kurt Goldsberry did one of his like shooting charts, which we uh, met Goldsberry in Vegas, Middlecoff. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Why is anyway, the, laughing? There must be a story that comes nah, with it. Nice, we'll get nice, to the story nice later. <laughs> but the, the point was he was 50% from like that like 15 to 8 foot range, 18 foot range for all of the 90s. And it's like I, if a guy's hitting that at like Kevin Durant, yeah, Chris Paul level, like, yeah. he could have he, he could have hit threes if it was more of an emphasis back then. Not that this is part of the first two parts of the doc, but I do think it needs to be addressed. The one part I was looking at Michael's going back and looking at Michael's numbers today. 
So Michael leaves the end, retires from the Bulls. And at that point in time, he's averaging for his career, he averaged under two threes a game. But he right. took, you know, whatever, 23. He was his entire career, he averaged two threes a game? Under. It was like one nine. Jeez. Right. But he's the NBA's all time leading scorer in points per game. Wow. So he comes back three years off, and guess what he does? Takes less threes. Wow. Like, imagine if Mike had just worked on a three-pointer for three years while he was gone and came back and took four threes a game because he was still taking 22 shots the year he came back. Because he didn't miss twos. He got to the line all the time. Yeah, he got the line a ton. And the score, the scores in the game were like 80 to 76. That was LeBron's threes have gone up career highs the last two years. Yep. Well, that's, a, that's the nature of it. I, I do feel like, um, I don't know. Should we start complaining about today's NBA this early? Maybe the documentary will get into it, but it's like that late 90s ball is some of the ugliest. Yeah, it's ugliest slow. Basketball it's, you ever see. To me, it's a little football-y. It's so, it's just so physical. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I, I will say this. I think one thing the NBA lacks, and it had in the 80s and the cocaine era and definitely the 90s, and it's, to me, fan, it resonates with people. It's just fucking nut jobs. And to say what you want, like Draymond, just people, you love him or you hate him, but everyone's got an opinion on him. To people going. He gets the, your attention the at league, all times. The league was Oakley's and Rodman's and just these dudes at any moment. And I guess you don't want people fighting, but I mean, just some of those dudes on the Celtics, I, I know they all look like just these stiff white guys, but they were crazy. Yeah. You know, it was just the league just had an edge to it and led by Mike. I mean, obviously but, the Pistons. Yeah. I, I mean, they just had some nut job. You just look around the league now. Again, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy in the league now, but you just – if it had like three or four more Draymonds, I, I do think it would help the league out, like just having guys that are just a little crazy. Well, yeah, that's just a thing from – if you go back to the 90s, like when we were kids, every team had an enforcer. And like obviously Dennis Rodman's the most famous, but like you remember <laughs> the Pacers with like the Antonio Br- and Dale yeah. Davis – Charles Oakley was an enforcer. Like every good Slap team had a star, an enforcer, maybe a third guy, something like that. There's there's some sort of uh, resonation of that in some way or another. Whereas now it's just kind of like how many shooters can you have around everyone? <laughs> that's <laughs> well, you get that's one true, David too. West. That's it. One David that is West. that is yeah. true too. The game like you just won't play that guy now. Yeah, because they wouldn't be able to shoot, so they just can't get on the floor. Kendrick Perkins gets his career ended and then goes on TV and starts just, I don't know, just fucking going nuts. Uh, Perky, does Perk even count as an enforcer? Because he didn't really play much. Like post Celtics, he was like 10 minutes a game. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like to be an enforcer, you have to be on the floor at the end of every game. Yeah. I like, mean, what, what, general, were the, what were the Davis brothers and the, the Oakley? Weren't those guys playing like 30 minutes a game? Yeah, they were, they were core pieces. They they played whatever their era's version of like a Draymond role was. Like you knew they would always be on the floor when it mattered. By the way, thirty. By the way, show. thirty plus minutes a game. MJ played thirty five minutes in that preseason game in, in France or wherever the hell it was. Uh, I didn't know that, and I I saw that, and I was just like, holy shit! So I I grew up. Kobe was who I who was the guy, and now and I'm watching this, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, I can see. I can see where Kobe got it from. I can see, like, it's just the guy copied literally everything that MJ did. All the stories are the same. It just kind of, like, almost to a T. It's like Kirby, almost like he like had some of this copy. footage, though. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just the movements, the kind of the, the mid- even in the press conferences, the yeah, the the voice, kind of the way he talks, and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, oh, so this is a fucking better Kobe. The traject the trajectory of the jumper. <laughs> Everything is. I up. did text Sam, I think, during because I was like, I almost knew Andy would say that. 
<laughs> like is Millet like uh God, this guy reminds me of Kobe. <laughs> but honestly, you watch this, you kind of and he kind of grow. I wasn't a big Kobe guy, but he's grown on me. Yeah. That right. scene where he's like yelling at Harper and lighting yeah. up Tony, you're like, those were the scenes from like 10 years ago when they had the camera and Kobe was yelling at like Swaggy P and the, it was smush. like did he have the, did he have the film? Like how did he that's exactly. exactly what he said? But you're like, God, I wish there were more guys like that in the league now. You know, yeah. it's sweet. Yeah. I think those are the things where, like, it's, yeah, maybe you don't want your guy to be like that if you're at work or whatever. But, yeah, if you're watching sports, that's the shit, like, that's what people do in movies. And then you put that in real life. That's, like, like either that or be Tim Duncan, right? Like, one or the other. Either way, you're winning. I think one big winner of this doc is going to be Phil. Like, we forget because mm. it lasts. Yes. Memory was the Knicks. Phil was a fucking badass. You know, I mean, you could just tell, like, the way – you see the way Michael looks at him? You know, Well, Michael like, said, I won't play for another coach. Like Phil, who went on to not to be smart. I mean, Phil's basically Phil wrote in a book. I can't coach Kobe. Michael said, I will not play for another. Co-. Michael retired because I it feel was like Phil's last year. episode three is going to be the Phil episode. Like episode one was giving you the Michael background. Episode two is a lot of Scotty. Episode three has got to be about Phil in some way. No. Yeah. I yeah, know they, well, they, they got a full Phil one coming yeah. on him for sure. Yeah. Because what John's right. What, what, what it became with the Knicks is a, a crime. It's like, it's like what, uh, what, what, the, like when Costas had pink eye at the Olympics, everyone started making fun of his eyes. Like you go <laughs> start back and start watching some Jordan clips. Or you watch this thing. Costas is the dude. He's everywhere. What about Costas' saying? hair in this, in this doc? WGN 1980. No prompter. I mean, is that just but, like him cutting his teeth, trying to make his way up? Just WGN? Like, is that I mean, yeah. Job? Did you notice he cut his teeth for a year? <laughs> then he was like at NBC. Yeah, that, but it's no, I'm Bulls, with you on are, Phil. People talk about the Bulls as an all time great franchise. I mean, they had a Michael Jordan era, and that's it. They've sucked. Right? No, actually, <laughs> it's it's quite the opposite. They've like we're 20 years removed from Jordan. And I mean, have they had one relevant moment? Okay, they had Derrick Rose MVP yeah. here. That's it. They, they had a good, yeah, the Tibbs had a, some moments, but they weren't. I mean, that's like the only thing they have beside. The 2000s was awful. Clearly, the pre-80s was awful. How about I mean, Jordan? Like, Jordan taking say, a shot at the Cubs to the, was pretty awesome. <laughs> about rebuilding. He's like, they've been doing it for 45 years. Yeah, that was that was great. He stood, um, I mean, the whole thing starts with them also making fun of He's just making fun of them the whole time. Just calls them oh. short, and then the... <laughs> your diet pills keep you short? It was ruthless. My to God. me, maybe that's why a Michael... is a short and a fat joke. Yeah. It kind of feels like that's where Michael... I don't think he's afraid of like yelling at teammates or whatever. It clearly going to get pretty bad with them talking to that guy. Mm. You know? Do you and think I, that's going to... And he's dead. I'm, I'm not saying it's that bad, but it's just... Those are the things you're like, God, Michael's a fucking asshole to that little guy. Woo! It's like LeBron yeah, I, and Dan Gilbert. I'm still right. waiting for the scene which, quote-unquote, um, is what he's afraid of coming out. Because I feel like, in general, mocking Jerry Krause, who wanted to break up the team, is not that bad can i have a hot take on jerry Carlos? yeah go for it not Underrated. a terrible gm oh no he's an excellent gm i mean scotty from naia uh hires phil jackson coach rodman all these moves even jordan as the doc's ending today he's like yeah oakley's my dude but shit we had to do it yeah it's like god i mean this guy sorry did you say coach yeah I, yeah i think i did tony uh, Harper, we, perfect he, fit. Yeah, I mean, random guys. Like Steve excellent. Kerr is a role player. I mean, he just fuck. I mean, they were. 
They hated him, though. Like, well, literally hated him. It gets forgotten that Phil Jackson was coaching in the CBA, and he was kind of viewed as like a hippie nut job. Like, he wasn't like a serious like he wasn't a serious NBA coaching candidate. He was coaching the Albany Patroons. No, they had like, interviewed him. The Bulls had interviewed him a few years before to be an assistant, right? And he showed up wearing just like some goofy stuff, like a Hawaiian shirt. And like, was, it, a was he a starter on those Knicks teams, or was he like a backup role player? Um, he won two rings. Before, he got hurt a little before my got, time. Yeah, the first ring he was hurt for that was the Willis year, and then he was healthy the next year. So I don't. He compared I mean, I he himself a, as a player to what Luke Walton was for the Lakers. So take of that what you will. Yeah. Not yeah. great. Okay. Who's the team IQ, photographer? Hi, IQ white guy. Yeah. <laughs> brought the brought the weed to the parties. A <laughs> uh, very good passer. I guess Wilbon said, or somebody said that. I guess there's some stuff where Jordan's yelling at Scotty Burrell when he's a rookie. Right. That's pretty mean. But I don't know. Well, I that wouldn't Wil- be on this documentary either. MJ but- not doing the autograph. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you kind of brush that, the little kid off. How about that? But like the nice. no, not the kid, the guy oh, the in Paris. Guy. Guy. <laughs> Mike's yeah, like, yeah. I was a little like, ooh, they threw that in there. Okay, but, but the, the, the stories in Barcelona were like all the players, you know, all the international media. To me, that honestly kind of feels like the normal media now would do shit like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, but. I mean, the Warriors, the international guys are always the worst. You've got guys taking selfies in the locker room. I remember when. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We got a marathon of a podcast. So, uh, so bet online, Madden tournament with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB. You might think there's nothing to bet on. You'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. You can bet on live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations today. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother. American Idol, stock prices, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day, all online. So use promo code BLUEWIRE. Join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. I got, guy, you had a pretty uh, underrated tweet about hating management. Uh, and Haberman and me have been in the situation. To, 12 to years. Guys, I mean, 12 years to hate management. And clearly, Scotty probably, when do you think he started getting mad at Jerry Krause? Like, three or four years into that contract, you realize, like, this is a joke. So, I mean, the, the anger... Probably the when people start noticing and talking about it publicly, right? When like, Well, I mean, if you story. look back at... Was it 94 when he refused to go back into the game? Like, is it just simply as go, not going back into the game? Or is it like... Again, I'm not comparing ourselves to Scottie Pippen, but when there's other shit going on in your life, yeah. it just fucking boils over at weird times. Like, I, I think there might have been more than just going back into the game. It's just like a fuck you to everybody. I, I, Kerr, or just Jerry Krause. Well, I guess, but somebody said, who was it? I saw him say like today or yesterday that like Phil was kind of like Phil knew what was Phil knew he would not react well to it. But Kerr made, I heard Kerr was Simmons last year on uh, the basketball, the book of basketball podcast say right. basically that he was like, first of all, that thing was over by the time we hit the locker room. Like, well, not by the time we hit the locker room. Bill, Phil comes in, goes, talks to the media, says, I'm going to try and cover for you as best I can. Bill Cartwright steps up and is like, guys, Scotty apologized that night and apologized the next day. Oh, you're talking about the 94 when he refused yeah, when to go he, back in the game he and, Scott, go and, and Tony Kukoc coaches the game. The yeah. But John's right. Like, if 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 he's the highest paid player on – if he's the fifth highest paid player in the league, maybe he's just more 
at ease with the fact that, you know, he doesn't have to prove to everybody that he's the guy because he's getting paid like the guy. Is Scotty demanding a trade around Thanksgiving of they're going for a three-peat crazier than anything that happened over the Warriors five-year run? I mean, that's oh, absolutely. Nuts. Actually, that's got to be one of the crazier moments in like NBA history, right? Can, can we discuss that's this? Insane. So, like, we're all thirty-five, um, except for Andy. Uh, Thirty. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I do not remember him demanding a trade at Thanksgiving. Had no clue that was coming. I was kind of shocked. No, like I read about him yelling about trades after the fact when you read like all this bull stuff. But like as a kid. I just remember like Bulls, unbeatable dynasty. And, you know, you didn't think anything of that. So uh, maybe, maybe that's more of a media landscape thing or an age thing. Well, that's my question is like, do you think if that unfolded today and you were 11 years old, you'd be fully aware of all those storylines? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'd be following Bleacher Report and House of Hoops and whatever on like TikTok. You'd care more about that, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably not a good thing. But to the bigger point, that, that brings me to my question. Do be the biggest story in america does does this team ever even get to going for it their sixth time or like is there a team like maybe the spurs or like the you know the patriots and football who have like the brass to quote unquote say you're gonna play out your contract and we'll deal with you walking at the end of the year to me to me phil the thing the patriots never had to fuck with bill belichick didn't answer to anybody like he didn't have a gm okay so it was just like his animosity was with his players. There's no power struggle. Yeah, there is no power struggle. He like was Kraus and Phil in one. To me, Kraus and Phil never would have made it to 98 in 2020. You agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, like, I see what you're saying. To me, but... that story would have got so big. Think of like... Well, mm-hmm. even if you think about it, with the um, Phil with the Lakers, he got into it with Jerry West in the same way, and he won. Jerry West stepped away. Yeah. So it was already... Was he dating Jeannie at that point? <laughs> I don't know if he was publicly, but Smart, he was shortly still after. smarter than you think. You know, <laughs> remember the? I mean, this is a much lower level, but Tibbs and and Paxson got into it right, and he was just yeah. gone. You know, just it would not go on. There's just too many I articles, too many too many podcasts. You, it just never. That's ninety nine percent of teams. If if your coach and your GM get into it, uh, well, I don't. Aaron Myers, someone's real- someone's gonna win because have you guys read it? Have you guys read five year type of? Have any of you guys started Ethan's book yet? He's got a chapter on Bob and just like how he's talking, he's talking about like GMs and how most GMs just have a thing, you know, like Maury's got a thing, uh, you know, Billy Bean had a thing like most right. guys you just, and he goes through like five or six, M- Masai Ujiri has a thing, like just guys, obviously Hinky had a thing. He's like, no one really knows like Bob, what's Bob's thing. Bob's thing is like the ability to, genuinely massage everybody on every level of the organization. And that's not really like a thing that is particularly valued or at least, I mean, it's valued with Bob, sure, he's but not it's like, not the thing that you put on. How do you put that on a resume? There's not a catchy, no one calls like, it. You call that crying at a press conference, which you call that. It, it's that, just that all in on everything. Work. Didn't work though. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it didn't. That is, uh, that is, uh, that you didn't is get true. You didn't get a See, free I'm book. Not sure you didn't get a free work. book. Did you, you buy that? Yeah, I bought it. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy it. I was thinking about. I don't know if Check the library first. Wasn't available yet. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's great. Um, nice I kept, Traeger, I, Ethan. You're welcome. 
I can't imagine Bob Myers having to deal with Lacob and then having to deal with Draymond and then having to deal with KD all in the same. Yeah, place. but that's the thing. He's like, and it's, uh, it's yeah. and it's and it's families and it just it's, like it's it, more every- valuable than it gets credit for. Yeah, but you're right. It's not like when you think of a GM, you're like, oh, he's a numbers guy or he's like a talent scout or he's like a great contract guy. You don't think like no, he like he has high emotional IQ. That's that's it. He has great EQ that is on Bob Myers' resume. You throw the war, you throw the eighteen nineteen Warriors uh, back in the time machine to when the Bulls play. That team probably doesn't break up. KD probably doesn't leave, but maybe KD doesn't leave OKC. Well, in the nineties, I don't think he has. I don't think he leaves OKC. So who knows? Right? Yeah, but uh, it just it's just a lot different. It feels like it feels like they wouldn't. Like if it had stayed the way it was uh, with the Warriors and KD, he probably doesn't leave back. I do think because Michael is just, we've all talked about Michael so much and like every aspect of Michael's been so covered. Like at one point, John, you texted me this, or maybe you tweeted it, but like Steve Kerr's basketball life is crazy, right? Like Steve Kerr does deserve just a basketball life or whatever we call that. Right. He's seen some, he's seen some, but, but because we've talked about all this stuff, like they just, I'm sure Michael's time in Birmingham will get some run. But Michael, the the best player in the world, left to play minor league baseball. Like, you don't do that if you're Tebow until you've expired like every other option. And then it's, it's just insane. And then it came back and won three more championships. And so, like, we're talking about would this team stick together? Like, that's one of the 50 storylines with this team. And it's just nuts. I do think that's my one. Okay, so we've seen what one fifth of this thing. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, they're not going to delve into. <laughs> they're not going to delve into the psychology of MJ on a level that I want to get into. Because I'm just curious, like what truly made him tick to want to leave and to kind of stick it out with all these things. And we're we're not going to get that from this documentary. We're going to get some great stuff in terms of what the bulls had to go through, but we're not going to kind of figure out why he a stepped away the first time or even the second time. I mean, even when he, st- he was still the best player when he retired in 98, he had no reason to retire other than he wanted to. Yeah. I wonder though, like when you watch, I mean, it's crazy now, but if it's relatively speaking to what it was in 98, his life, like just every, it had to just for a guy with unlimited energy, it, energy it had to be exhausting to live like that. Just to sure. be followed every day and what team was it? Wasn't there a lockout in '99? Yeah, the lockout uh, immediately followed this season, and then we got the the fifty game season, which Spurs. was yeah, Spurs won the title that year. But like, if he did leave, unlike LeBron, that like when he went from Cleveland to LA, it's not like Mike would have needed a market size. Like he's not going to go to the Knicks. Right. He makes so much money. Kind of a weird situation. I wonder if he needed a breather and then it was too late and then he already realized, like, I want to come back in. And that's like, you're right. Yeah. It's not really going to come up the way this plays out. I, I keep going back and forth. Like the best footage they have clearly, I mean, they just have footage of the year and I get, you got to go back and set the, how Dennis, this, this was all setting. This was all set in the table. These two episodes. Yeah. To, to me, I, I need a lot of footage from, I like footage from practice, from game, from the locker golf room. course. Yeah. Golf course. Uh, flipping rooms. people, flipping people off. I just yeah. need, I, I need raw behind. I want him walking into the cocaine room as much yep, as you got. Exactly, yep, <laughs> exactly yep. what I need. I, I just need like the, I, I can't get enough practice footage or Phil coaching. The other thing you see 
that again is so much different today. Like Michael, they're at practice. The 98 Bulls are running a practice, probably because Michael demanded it. Like they were like, we got to fucking practice. Like that would yeah. never, Le- LeBron doesn't, they don't, teams so, don't I mean, the Warriors, no, don't really, no one practices. No, they don't. Yeah. No. See, that's the thing. Like to, to Sam's question, like 15, he played 15 years. Like 15 years from 84 to 03 is not, I mean, obviously you take three years out. Sure. It's not the same as 15 years today because of what John's talking about. Because of how much practice you put in, I just think some no of the, mi- no minutes restrictions beside that no minute he's playing eight, the last three years in the league he played eighty two games his first year in the league he played eighty two he gets hurt the second year plays eighty two the third year plays eighty two the fourth year didn't win a championship till year seven like he came in took the lead by storm was an immediate superstar but it still took a few years for them to really get him the kind of help that helped them win a bunch of games. And he's playing his ass off on both ends. How many what, all defense teams? Like nine, mm-hmm. at least. He's he's eighty-two player of the year in eighty-eight. He's playing eighty-one or eighty-two games every year. He's he's playing in the Olympics. He goes straight from college to the Olympics to the NBA and plays eighty-two games his first year. I love that. That was one of, like Bob Knight's like. It's one of this is the best player I've ever seen. I that do think a, there's that was a element. nineteen that was in nineteen eighty four too. He said that right. That was when yeah. He was I, I do think there's this element like. We, we were the three of us were born in 85 right or you guys were born in 84 84 john and sam correct yeah. don't date me sorry so <laughs> but you don't like i didn't quite comprehend how fast michael became one of the best players in the nba you know what i mean like i can pull up his basketball reference and see that he averaged 28 as a rookie like damn that's sure good. but i didn't quite realize he gets drafted third the olympics happen after the olympics happen he's like immediately one of the biggest stars in all of basketball. I didn't Before realize his peers recognized him as the best. Player I didn't need, yeah, like I didn't realize 80s. how fast it was like, damn, this is one of the greatest ever. Like La- this Larry could be Larry Bird. That wasn't Michael Jordan. That was God disguised as Michael Jordan. Another one where just sitting there and it's like the fact that the guy gets other people who he played against to say shit like that about him. It's oh. like, does and anybody get that Larry. nowadays? No, to me, what else? Like Isaiah, what I always yeah. find funny is like when Isaiah Thomas talks, <coughs> he uh, clearly they hate each other or it's a weird relationship. But Isaiah always speaks so glowingly about Michael. Like it been like 1986. Like, That's God. power. Yeah, he's like, this guy was, <laughs> this guy was flying like a bird. And you're like, I thought you guys hated each other. What the, I, I never, that relationship is always fascinating to me. It feels more like Isaiah has a weird respect with him where Michael just hates him because Michael never really talks about him. It's always Isaiah talking about him. It's, it sounds like Isaiah realizes MJ won and he has to quote unquote like kiss the ring oh. if he wants to be accepted in that like isn't, isn't society a, in that group wasn't there a famous story that like Bobby Knight was on the phone with the Trailblazers GM they're like listen we need a center he's like I'm telling play Michael Jordan at center you just I don't know what else <laughs> tell you like, I don't care just play him at center like that's and it's Bobby Knight who's like the curmudgeon of all curmudgeons who's right. just giving this guy a BJ on the, like he, he never talks like that. That was like the peak of Try Bobby to Knight him. too. He tried to tell everybody. Did he cut I, Charles Barkley from that team? Cause he was too fat. He did, but a bunch of guys got cut from that team. Like yeah, it, was, it was not easy to make stars got cut from that team. By like the way, Stock, the, it was like Stockton the, Mullen and, uh, and Michael were like the stars. I think the year MJ won defensive player, like of the year, he averaged 35 points a game. I mean, so I think like his knees get, I do think he physically, <laughs> when they could kill thing, you, right? yes. like we'll see it. We'll see it when they get up to this season. Like he says, he, he gives them an ultimatum. If Phil's not the coach, I'm out. Like he just, he was so mentally worn, I think by the time they got to this year and then physically, I don't know if we'll get to see, but 
you know, his I, knees were shot by the end of his career. I, I do think as a whole, and again, if these are highlights and stuff, I, it's not like I could pretend to remember watching 80s basketball. But there's an element of the NBA when Michael came in that, again, by the time, like the late 80s, early 90s, even Scottie Pippen, like signed an $18 million deal in 91, he's top 1.1% of America. Like he's really, really rich. But there was just a huge point of pride in the league about like earning your stripes and proving it every year and people coming at you. And it was just like you, you talked to any old NBA guy that played in the 80s or 90s. Like it was like a point of pride. It was like they looked at it like you could get cut or you would just get you would just get just fucking disregarded. Well, like the this, NFL. It, it was like very much like the NFL, the way they they approached it. And like when they every game, you never knew who was watching you. You always had to bring it where that's what's again, I'm not trying to shit on today's NBA, but, but it's just a lot different but now. And the Devin, money's changed. Well, I here's mean, Devin here's Booker's getting a hundred million. He hasn't done shit. Hundred and seventy, <laughs> right? The guy, the guy got, a, and I think that's part of it. Where it's like, I think me and Sam do say like, it sucks that ex NBA players don't really don't really like today's game. They don't like it, but then you kind of look back on this, and maybe you kind of get where they're coming from. And you see guys like Car Anthony Town, Devin Booker, guys who don't win. Trey who don't seem like they work hard. Well, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, and I like this yeah. guy, but. I think De'Aaron Fox, I don't know, whatever the max. Yeah. Like, he's going to get a huge contract this offseason. For no reason. Honestly, yeah. for no reason. Like, for like for no reason. That's a lot of money for someone Scottie's who... Scotty's kicking... Every, and him and Michael are kicking people's ass. He signs an $18 million Crazy. deal, and it's lowballed. And he had to do it. Like, you kind of... And, and that's, where the, that's where the incentive structure's off, because De'Aaron Fox has more incentive to protect his body and put up numbers so he can get that $150... Like, $150 million great, is but, a lot of money. Right. Then do anything in terms of like, you know, quote unquote, sacrificing and winning for the team yet. Like he's like, I'll worry about that on my next deal or the one after that, when I'm ready to win, I'm trying to, which of course right you now. don't, then you're worried about yeah. the next deal. No. Well, that's the other thing you see that that entire generation of guys that were great players in the eighties and even the nineties. And this is where I think the warriors really benefit is when you go to college, like it's all about winning. And it's like numbers don't really matter in college, especially back in the day, but they still don't really. And you just right. learn to play as a right. team. You only, you only play if you to try do to out things. Yeah, you the, only play. The coach play doesn't you, put you in. It's just about who has more points at the end of the game. And it's just part of the flow of the game, whoever scores the most or whatever. And that's just yeah. the way they're taught. And that's if you look at the Warriors, like, like I, I feel pretty confident that if they don't fuck up this offseason, the next, like they're going to win another championship. Their guys are just too, again, at health or whatever. But they're three core guys. Just they give a fuck. I mean, and not at, one at, is a blue They're going to be in position to compete for titles for Big at least time. a few more years. Yeah. Like there are some parallels to the way they think about it. Like these guys. Again, it's like, can Bob go Jerry Krause now? Can he make a couple moves? You know, can he find you know the well, next Tony or just whatever? Like there's he's the potential have to do that. that the guy they draft, Andrew Wiggins, man. <laughs> Michael would have yeah. eaten that guy. Yeah. Making a make yeah. a lot of money to be the <laughs> Draymond's going to find. Oh my god. Actually, Wiggins but, is the perfect example of what we're saying. Like oh, seems yeah. like, seems nice yeah. enough. Like he no one's ever said like he's a bad guy or anything, but it's just like Fuck he's kind of just fallen upward into $150 million. Like <laughs> yeah, literally, but but doesn't Barnes, have to do anything. Harrison Barnes is a great example, right? At a, at the right price, he was irre- almost irreplaceable for the Warriors. Right, right. Yeah. And at, at the wrong price, it's like there's no way we can do that. Since Harrison, I left, think whoever signed two contracts worth 170 two. million dollars. But whoever He's, the Warriors yeah, I mean, draft, basically. 
whoever the Warriors draft, wherever they draft, it's the potential to be one of the luckiest lottery picks for that, that individual player in the history of lottery picks. Yeah. By the way, you know how much the team? first pick makes? Seven million bucks. That's close. Twelve. Yeah. Guaranteed four forty-five. Because no one's cutting the first pick after one bad right. year. So, so literally, was that Zion's contract, give or take, this year? Yeah, like yeah. Like maybe maybe five percent. What was his Nike deal? He's yeah. Well, no, he's Jordan. Wait, is he Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, so Nike at the core. But yes, <laughs> it, he's between uh, his four-year rookie deal and the Jordan deal, he's already got $100 mil in the bank. So is your point, like, the guy's already making decent money, right, right off the bat, right? If your Wiseman or whoever gets drafted number one is making $12 million year one. Like, that's yeah, not, I mean, that's I don't know. three. You know, no. I, 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 hell, I, we'd all take three. But again, you $3 million, you're still trying to get to that 10 or 15 or 20. You're making 12 at 19 whoever you're getting drafted number one's 19 right That's- i'm just saying when jordan got drafted i think he got like 800k which is a ton of money in 84 i think he made five I, I thought they said 500 okay 500 point. sorry i said well, it wrong um g league g league money yeah. elite jalen green jalen green money yeah my point is <laughs> 12 million for the first pick if you flame out you've made more than enough money to invest it and never have to work for the rest of your life yeah 500k for the first round I mean, you, you can live like, you know, live like a boss in your 20s, but you can run out of that money really quick. Guy and I talked about this last week. I think sometimes we too, and I know we've all talked about this, just flippantly throw out like, you know, you got to work to get that next contract. Like, right. bro, your, your, your career could end tomorrow if you've signed a four-year, $45 million deal. The most successful, like, mid-business if he ever signed a 45 million sold his right. i mean it's like guy hit the fucking lottery he well, never Scotty's logic right like when scotty explained the logic for signing a seven-year 18 million it, it makes total sense he had it's two like family members person. in wheelchairs they had yes. no money <laughs> i mean exactly you're like well, you know what all. yeah i get it yeah 2.5 a year just coming in i i can it's very easy to take care of everyone and not have to think about anything did you see scotty Jay, was the manager you see J.A. Adande's tweet about Scotty's agent, who it was? Who was it? I didn't see that. Palinka? It was Jimmy Sexton. No shit. Was Scotty Pippen, Nick Saban, all the big Nick football agent. agent. Really? <laughs> was Scotty Pippen's agent. And you know, from the South, maybe that was just his connect. I don't really. How did they get sure. connected? I, I don't know. I mean, I just wonder, like, South he's the somehow. Most, he's the most powerful, like, college age, coaching agent. By a mile. Scott Boris, football. You, Scott Boris. you could argue Scotty Pippen's Scott NBA, Boris, yeah. NBA's career manager in college. It's crazy. It, wake. Wow. And then his highlights. I, not, but John, not like, any college. He was the manager his, at Duke. His highlights look like you would see of like a dude that's going to Duke or Kentucky in high school. Like that's what it looked like. And just throwing dunks down. I, I also love a good NBA story. It only happens in the NBA that where was dude's like, you know, this one is Mike. It happened to Michael too. You know, he's like five eleven, and then fuck, he comes back six months later, and he's six six. You're like, I don't know any humans that's ever <laughs> happened to a past. It happened to Paul George. Remember, like Paul got to Fresno State. He was, he was like six four. Already. Then he got to six seven, and then by the time his NBA, now he's like six ten. It's like, yeah. How do you guys? Keep I'm kind of calling. I'm calling. Kind of calling BS on that. It's just like oh, I just arrived at college six one, and then grew six <laughs> inches as a twenty year old. I love too. He's tight enough with Scotty that he's in the dock, but he's like. One day I saw him, he was 6'4", and the next time I saw him, he was 6'7". It's like, well, you hanging out with him or not? <laughs> I spent a summer hoping that would happen to me. But So did the Bulls, what year was Pippen drafted, 87? 87. 
So they had made the playoffs. Somehow they got from like the 20s up to five. I, I, I wanted more. It was, on a, that. it was a draft day trade. So, I wanted more on the trade compensation. Like, how do, how do they get that far up to get the guy? They traded some BS veterans to move up. And that's actually, actually, that's how the Lakers got worthy because they obviously weren't getting the number one pick winning the title in 1982. Yeah. They were these they, great teams back in the day. Just, oh, it's like Celtics and Lakers for like seven straight years have the number it's top even, five. It's even more corrupt than it is in today's, I mean, today's league. It's amazing. It just weren't like, I mean, I just can't imagine a team today picking number two overall. And they're like, I really need, um, you know, like a 33-year-old Andrew Bogut. To yeah, like all old guy role players. They just, they yeah. hate rookies. Everyone hated rookies. It had been like last year for like, yeah, the Warriors had the number one overall pick and they're getting Zion. That shit used to happen in the NBA, like in the 80s, like clockwork. I mean, every, every yeah, the year. Pe- the Pelicans are sitting there going, we really need Andre Iguodala's veteran leadership in here with... Uh, yeah, they end up with like Iguodala and like Culver that picks seven. You know, it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> How did this happen? And Dave well, Stern just smiling Culver in the job. back. <laughs> I need more David Stern. Yeah, we need David Stern. M- mustache I, I, David Stern. Yeah, I, I, I'm always curious as to what uh, what David Stern, how he would have treated uh, the NBA today uh, with the uh, with the minutes restrictions. It would have been fun to see the way that he would have dealt with uh, some of what the franchises had done. Yeah, to me, I think the league is just completely. He'd have hated it. Yeah, he, he did hate it, it. it. It jumped the shark. Now, I mean, it's it's one thing to take a couple of games off. Listen, I I'm you can't hold anyone to 82 games. But once you're in like the 60 range and you're healthy, it's like, what are we doing here? You know, and, and then constantly too much going behind the uh, too much behind the curtain. Like, I'm sure Michael Jordan got annoyed with fans and all that sort of stuff, but he never let anyone see it. That's the bigger thing. Selling right? shoes, man. Well, th- think about this. I grew up 20 minutes away from Arco Arena. When those three years, 96, 97, 98, you just knew when the when the calendar came out. When he came to fucking Arco Arena, the war, I mean, the Kings were god awful. The Warriors probably equally as shitty. He was playing those two so games. Was that the Tyus Adnier? Yeah, it was like a little old Mitch. <laughs> little Mitch I, Richmond. They had a little Spud Webb, OP, Olden Polonies. And it was just like Mike, Mike's going to be there. Was I remember going in high school to Polonies. see Allen Iverson like in 97 or 98 when he just, those type guys now on whoever the equivalent of like, it's probably still the Kings, whoever that team is, you're just taking that game off. And it was just like, that's a big reason. Then you got like, damn, I saw Michael Jordan and the kid in Sac and the kid in Texas and the kid in Seattle. And now it's like, well, I wanted to see fucking Kawhi or LeBron, but, you know, he was drinking well, that, wine and taking the, taking the game off. Yeah, that's uh, a whole no, thing. Like, and when, Adam Silver's like texting, it's all you, LeBron, do whatever who, you want. Like, who had that quote early in, in the first episode? They're like, when you saw Mike, you didn't get 12 points a game. Like, if you came to see Mike, I don't know if getting, it was. No, I, I, I wrote that. I think it was a yeah, whoever it was, he's like, you got 28, and you did. Well, that, that I mean, was him. That was the, them saying he was playing every game, and he was playing hard every game. They're like, yeah, because people are watching, and you're like, oh, well. Yeah. Like, that. That when it starts with that trip to Paris, which was, that whole thing was organized by McDonald's. Like, they went to Paris because Michael had an endorsement deal with McDonald's. Like, it was a McDonald's. I didn't even realize it was a tournament. Because they were joking about how they won the championship. Whoever that, who was the rookie? Oh, that was the best I, part. It's like this doesn't count. <laughs> I didn't quite understand what was going. See, I was confused. I was like, they what played like a here? bunch of teams in Paris as in like a tournament. Well, of course they won the tournament, and so they get so a they trophy. do this. Uh, they still do this. That they call it the club championship. I had no idea. So the the championship of every league plays in the oh, tournament. Cool. And it's like, and um, you know, it's cool for soccer where uh, they're 
little more even, but it's like the NBA championships, just a little more talented. How, than how like hard do you think MJ tried? League. How hard do you think MJ tried in the in the in that tourney? The guy just went all out, just balls to the wall, walking I mean, he, he drunk he, as he, shit. I don't even think he needed to. Is, <laughs> well, is yeah, but he would have. Yeah, I was he was definitely this. getting wasted. David Halberstam book about Jordan and uh, on that trip. I guess it went up against the the Marlins Indians World Series, like that tournament. And baseball's ratings were not like baseball was not doing great in that year, 97. And Ebersol, who's the head of NBC, had to decide between going to the World Series and going to Paris. And Ebersol and Stern are tight. And Ebersol ultimately decides to stay and go to whatever game one must have been in Miami, right? Because that's where game seven was. And is that uh, Manny versus uh, uh, Young Manny and Tommy? Yeah. Edgar Renteria, the hero. And uh, Craig Council scores. But Stern tells Ebersol, you want to come to Paris or go to the lowest or, or be at the lowest rated World Series ever? Like, so Stern had as much swag as MJ. Like, he was talking shit to the head of NBC, his buddy, about how bad baseball was at the time. The NBA just, I mean, they, I don't remember, I guess I do remember watching Super Bowls in those years, the Bills and earlier the Redskins and then the Niners and the See, I, I always I wonder know. how much of that is it's kind of like the, the hangover period from like the Niners being great to like the NFL was actually struggling kind of in the early 90s just big picture like teams were moving they were not making anywhere near the money the I, I'd argue the NBA and baseball were bigger in the NFL and then baseball went on strike so that fucked them and Jordan yeah. Jordan left but once he came back it was on like Donkey Kong for like 96 97 and 98 they were to me bigger than Favre. I, mean, I guess the Yankees kind of came around at the end of the '90s, but I'd still say yeah. But that would have been like the Braves, the <laughs> Twins. Yeah, I, I, to me, Michael dwarfed. Everything. Most of my sports watching was the NBA in those days. I mean, I watched everything, but my memories are the NBA. That's same with me. Not, it's, the, I don't the three peats is insane. That just you see yeah. the Warriors break down at the end of the or the first three peat. I mean, I guess it's they already won three, but. Uh, yeah, going, like when, when they got KD, whew. you, you kind of thought like it's just predisposed they're going to win for a turn. I mean, they damn near – I mean, the guy stays in healthy, right? They would have won the third one. Which it like, shows man. you they could have cruised to three if without yeah. injuries, you know? Yeah. Just, it wasn't really a fair fight. You know? Just, I, yeah. I know me and Guy, like, I love the NBA, I and I liked watching that team. I like gambling on their overs. I didn't want him to come here just because I knew – now, it was cool when he was here. Right. And it was, I mean, it was incredible, but it was, I do understand where people outside of this area are like, fuck, I mean, this shit's boring as shit. I right. mean, it's, you could argue at least this year, there was a little entry, you know, Clippers Lakers was going to be fun. Who knows the East Were the Warriors going to be like the 30 win bulls that made the playoffs. <laughs> the 30 win bulls. Yeah. I saw the 30 and wow. That is worse than the East that LeBron 30, played 52? in the last 10 if, years. If like Steph had come back and Clay had come back, but. Miserable. I'm with John. Like John, there were, I, bad, there were some bad teams back then too. You just the league benefited so much. We talked so much. Four teams right then. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, Sixteen or, out of twenty-four 20, making it. Yeah, because they had a, they finished like eighth out of eleven in the East, right? Yeah. So maybe they only had twenty-two. Is that possible? So it literally just or was it out of twelve? Just keep trying, and you'll eventually make it. <laughs> but I I do think you know we talk so much about like how fans feel about social media and politics and all. I think so much of it is just, you don't have the storylines change every year. And then Michael made it so easy. You just see like they go from no fans to sellouts 
you couldn't afford a seven dollar the seven dollar upper deck ticket. I love seeing old ticket prices. You know what a slice of pizza costs in the marina. One thing, um, but like you, they so quickly just the average person became a basketball fan and a Bulls fan. Like that's what Steph did. I, I don't know if anybody did it to the like in the way that Michael did it until Steph. We're just people who didn't give two shits about basketball. We're watching basketball. Well, I also think there's a small percentage like Harden doesn't move the needle with most people, you know, they're right. in, a, in a league. There really is only going to be at most three and sometimes like one, sometimes two. And the Warriors had two of the three of them. And then LeBron, like people like the NBA media loves acting like Russell Westbrook. He ain't doing something for most people. Again, he's entertaining. And they'll, if he's on, people might pay attention, but he's not carrying the league. No, he can't not even close. And I think they got to pray to God. Zion, like one thing I, you know, Michael was, Michael was always big on like wearing suits and stuff. And, and I don't, in 2020, like the dress, the one thing though, just the way he carries himself, there was just like, you know, the guy acts pretty professional. And I think there is an element to that. Well, with, it goes back to, it goes back the to the Warriors point for sure. That where Steph and Clay have that. It goes back to the basic point where if you were watching the Bulls, you knew you were going to get, or you felt you were going to get Michael Jordan's A effort. So you had the interest to watch him, I don't know, like March 3rd against Sacramento Kings because you knew you were going to get the peak Jordan effort. With the NBA now, I don't know, like outside of when the Warriors were chasing 73, do you really feel that way with like any player? Any I don't feel like that with them the last couple of years. It was kind of Yeah, sad, I mean, huh? yeah, yeah it's it, pretty much they chased it that one year. They lost and then they – they started to become the, you know, like everyone else who's like, we're going to pace ourselves, which is smart, but it's also terrible for the consumer. Yeah, that's yeah. it's all it's all like that. It's like, it's great that De'Aaron Fox gets a hundred plus million dollars, but then it's also like, well, for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, it's great for him. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's part of like, yeah, we're supposed to be happy for the guy, but I mean, shit, <laughs> none of this is actually entertaining for the viewers that are watching the game. Like you just said, like, I don't know, but yeah, I could survive on 40. It's fine. I, I think Kawhi is a big reason, like, he's an all-time great talent, right? I mean, in a big game, he's as good as anybody. Sure. But when, you, when you're playing, like, 62 games, and then, you know, they, they I'm telling you he's injured, and then you flip on the TV two days later, and he scores 35. You're like, this guy's fucking fine. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, it's, it's also the way that it, it's, he gets no blowback for any of it. Any of it, right? There's just zero. Like, but to me, that's back to, like, I don't think he's big enough, really, you know, for being an all-time great player, like I don't really think people care. And no. part of it's his own personality. He's never going to say anything. Someone texted me tonight, and they had a good point. They're like, the irony of Jerry Krause getting a bunch of shit, and, and any GM would, for blowing up a great team. Players do it all the time. LeBron's done it, left great, you know, the heat. They would have been good if he would have stayed. Kevin just did it. They were going to give him $250 million. Ooh, he could have stayed on a torn Achilles. Kawhi yeah. just left a fucking championship team. Championship. It's clearly still loaded. They would have been, fuck, they probably won favorite. it this year. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens all the time with players, you know, so it's just like, or or just they're willing and no one's, oh, he's just leaving. He just wants to go well, play, you know, in Dallas in Jer- or wherever. In, Jerry's, in Jerry Krause's defense, John, he did it for Coach Floyd, who won like 42 games in three years. Did Michael and Scotty go to uh, the stepdaughter's wedding? Uh, like, <laughs> did they show up? Because <laughs> Ryansdorf was like, yeah, 
I, I, I was, you know, probably not in great taste. Not inviting Phil. Well, did, did like was Steve Kerr there? Like, was just like how about Reiser? Like, I wish people wouldn't invite. <laughs> sounds like a great day. Was it? Well, day was you he don't just, get invited. Was he kind of saying like I didn't want to go to that wedding and I kind of felt obligated to go? But did Michael and Scotty go to that wedding or did they just get invitations? No and Phil, there's no way they went. But I, I think times were different. They might have just again like there is. It was a little more corporate back then. You just kind of like yeah. that was your boss. They were so powerful, you could talk shit, but you still worked for the guy, kind of. Jerry was always hovering. Did you know? Have you noticed that in the doc? Like you just like there's Jerry Krause. hovering and getting roasted. Just, God, just hey, roasted. don't 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 let Jerry get that. Uh, Steve Kerr also sounds exactly like he sounds today. Bunch Looks 20, the same too. Just just, has not aged at all. The guy is just yeah, the same dude. Kind of the same dry humor. It's kind of just seen a lot of shit. He <laughs> just seen a oh. lot of stuff. There's an irony to what was it? Bob Myers is known as like the Forrest Gump of basketball, but that's kind of kind of applies for Steve Kerr too. Just kind of yeah. To me, to me, Steve's on a in that building. Like Bob's been the agent for whoever, and now Steph and Clay they've won some championships, and they've been around the NBA. I mean, this guy's at a front row fucking seat for that. Then he was around Duncan. Then you know, I mean, he runs a team, he and now he's coached son. this team. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, remember when this. Was that his first year in OKC when Draymond yelled at him, or second year? Second Probably, year, because oh, because Luke had been coaching. Yeah. So they yelled. Draymond like, Draymond was hitting hitting threes. Remember hitting shots. Yeah. yeah. And Steve, I mean, you understand like Steve ain't scared. Like you you don't you don't survive around Michael. And I think sometimes you know Steve a little soft. He kind of feels that way. Like Steve is kind of fucking crazy deep down. He's got a little element. Well, to he him carries just underrated. the I don't I don't need I don't I'm not doing any of this because I need it kind of vibe, which is also his kind of. He's got nothing to lose at it vibe, right? So when, he, uh, which is important. One of one of the one of the better moments, <laughs> better moments, I guess, is directly correlated to MJ. Is he calls out KD in that series against Houston that they're losing, uh, 17, 18. Eight after game Do one. I have that right, Sam? Yeah, um, and he calls him out for saying you gotta trust your teammates. Now they took that fucking video down immediately, but uh, that was great. <laughs> Wait, was, was that fantastic. was that the same? Was am I thinking of something different when he basically said you gotta take like I don't care if he takes 40 or 50 shots and Katie's like I just play within the offense. Mm, that might have been that a, was that a, that one might have been after so we're saying you have to trust your teammates. You gotta so trust comparing your teammates. him to MJ. Yeah, yeah. And, and he uh immediately took it down. Yeah, shocking Katie and unhappy about that one. Uh, you know what's funny? <laughs> 2017, it's all passive aggressive. It's all like they're still like friends when they're looking at each other, right. but doing this shit. Back then, Michael's is like, you little fat fuck, get away from me. And they're just oh, that is, you know? oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, that is the best part of MJ where he you just, just, you just talk. You yes. know, it's like you had an issue. There's you just no say Twitter. Scotty, Jerry Krause. I mean, I, it doesn't, Jerry wasn't scared of him. Jerry was always around him, right? It's not like Jerry was avoiding them. There's no fit in, fit out bullshit. It's it's just look you trying to win it. Stuck and <laughs> can that can that style of leadership and just yes. general demeanor even happen in 2020? Can it at least Draymond. in the NBA? Well, there's Dr- yeah, but Draymond's not a star. Out. Yeah, Draymond's from, not. Well, he is a star. Um, no, he's Draymond's not he, like MJ is now. It's too late for this. <laughs> I, I'm talking about someone of the caliber of LeBron. Harden, Steph, KD, like someone like that. Can they even take that demonstrative tone? But I mean, wouldn't that times? be better than treating everybody like they're your guy and then trying to get half the team traded behind their back? And then the well, trade yes, blows it's, up it's on definitely you, like, better than passive aggressively trying yeah. to trade half your roster. I I do think there's there's like a fundamental. There are the, the players who can be coached that way exist. Maybe not as many of them, but I think they exist. Maybe they're not all as mentally tough as Draymond, but I think. 
I think those guys still exist. I'll say one thing for Draymond. I agree with you, Sam. He's not necessarily like a star, like the league-wide, the way sure. you know, if you just put him on. But I do think in his locker room, he's on the pedestal where he's on their level, and he can say whatever the fuck he wants. And he's the only guy that will, probably consistently. I mean, Clay maybe as he gets older, probably will a little more. So that's not really Steph yeah. style. Like, he can just let it rip. Like, he was the guy. Like, Steph and Clay weren't going to say that. I'm, I'm saying Draymond can yeah. say that to um, – Eric Pascal, who looks like a nice player, but I, but he said it thing. to Kevin last year when he called him a little bitch or whatever. I know, how but how did the perception how the perception go there? Well, yeah, that's he got saying. crushed, he got suspended. But I thought I, I had to apologize. I was I had he was on, right. I know that's why I've always got to support him. Right. I thought them suspending him was kind of nuts. It's like God, he's just standing well, up for the organization well, here. They were trying to keep. <laughs> they were trying to had nothing trying to, to do with him. Yeah, but he's already admitted like he was gone. So it was stupid. We all knew it on the outside. Everybody knew. Um, that that was going to be yeah we'll see I don't I just nobody's like that anymore I mean look at the next guys Zion and Doncic I you doubt both guys either guy is going to be just they're not going to be we're not giving Russell Westbrook credit for being that guy <laughs> I don't think he yells a, at his you guys teammates a, you guys a pro Russell Westbrook podcast or uh... no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've come around on him actually I'm 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 pro Russell Westbrook these days. It's, That's what happens when you get old, man. You just come it, around it turns out shit. like that Michael's issue. Michael played golf with Danny Ainge before game two of their playoffs. Can I red flag something? I saw about 50 people in the media immediately. I never want to hear about 2020. Oh, yes, yes. Buddy, buddy. <laughs> like, guys. Yeah. So we, this is my point, John. We've heard right? all the stories. Michael did this on purpose to fuck with you. Well, you that know? one it didn't sound like he fucked with Danny. Well, he didn't but, need to. He was Danny was like, whatever. He's a yeah. But the point player. is, like, the he next day, Larry he, didn't, out. he didn't. Yeah, he didn't go soft on Danny in the game. Yeah, didn't but, he uh, buy? But, did Did I see somebody tweet tonight that he bought Barkley a twenty thousand dollar earring before Game Six of the '93 Finals or something? And then called him a fat fuck. Bad fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'd say the one difference, like, if that's true or not, like him and Charles had had a long-standing relationship yeah. and known each other for a while. And Charles would have been the first to tell you, like, this guy would shoot me in the head on yes. the basketball court. So it's like, I think the buddy-buddy thing for the media trying to defend it, it's like, well, then we watch it and no one's playing hard. Again, I no one would care if you yeah, gets Yeah, it gets back to what your point is, which is they're not playing hard. Yeah, just like and they're, not or, they're not orchestrating uh, free agency. No one in the Boston Garden were like, God, you know, we just didn't get our money's worth tonight watching this game. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ. I No one cares what they do as long as, like, when they're playing. I think the knock on these guys now, it's like, yeah, they're really close. And then I just, they don't play that. Or that's one thing in football. Like, I think these guys are really close in football, just like the NBA. Because you're sure. now with these camps, you're around. But the nature of the sport of football, it's like, well, you you can't like half-ass it across the middle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what it is too. I think part of it is like it goes back to what Adam Silver when Adam Silver said at the Sloan conference about like all the players being unhappy. Is I think it feels to some like it's the players against the players as a league against like them and the fans are not on the same side. Whereas like Michael could play with Danny or whatever, but when it came to game time, like Michael was the Bulls fans had Michael and the Celtics fans had Danny. And I think well, they, feel they like still the felt now. aligned to their team. Exactly. Is what it came and now down it to. feels like it's the players, whatever individual team rivalries they have is, is smaller than what, than them versus the media or them versus the fans or whatever or management or man, just, yeah, wh whatever it is, but like they're in it together, which, you know, most player groups are in it together, but you still got to be able to make everybody feel like you're battling. Well, it's like, it's like their, their have. primary team is the uh, players union. 
as opposed to whatever team they're playing for. And, and that's yeah. kind of the, the disconnect there where it's, you know, you don't, you don't see like Jordan is golfing with whoever and he hates Jerry Krause. But when the game starts, all he cares about is the Bulls winning that night. You don't feel that same level of commitment from whatever player you want to pick today. That's where I In most cases. If Durant had never come to the Warriors. I love that this has become a Warriors conversation. And over the five-year period. Because I I do think their guys do parallel. their core guys. Right. Well, we're talking about dynasty. Their guys, their core guys are old school in that time. Yeah, they They wouldn't have been able to win. It would have been hard for them probably over the five years. They won, what they win? Three in five years. Let's say they would have won two in five years. Just their style. Kept Barnes or done whatever. And just like, you know, these guys just. Like the way Jordan was kind of ripping Scotty, like it's about the team, about the team, about the team. I think they would have got a lot more respect on the outside, even though what were they supposed to do? Tell Kevin no, you know, and fucking Harrison Barnes. I agree. I'm with you. Yeah. But you just would have, and, and that's I don't. Steph, Clay, and Draymond are like fuck. We stayed, and we took a lot of pride in this thing. Hell, till Kevin's dying days, Draymond's screaming at him to take some pride. Like they never changed, mm-hmm. and that's where I think just back in the day with the way the Bulls were set up because they never really. I don't think they would have been able to win most years the 98 championship, right? Because they went to seven sure. against the Pacers. Scotty's back's fucked up. Now he's got a bad foot, too. And George and just, he wants to be traded. And he's just miserable. I mean, Phil probably got one foot out the door. Well, I mean, Phil was kind of – there was a cool scene when Phil slams the locker room door. Right. It's like, God, you don't see good Phil like that often get like that. How about that locker room? How small it was? Yeah, it was just like an airport carpet and like some stools – and a trainer's table it, in the corner. It is like Oracle. It is. It does look like <laughs> Oracle locker room was a piece of shit. It was just. To me, it shows you also that the guys miserable. just adapt. Like if you give them a shitty locker room, guys <laughs> just have a shitty locker room. They won't even. You don't even think about it. It's just straight to the club or the. Yeah. Like what, what's, what's, anyway the, what's Lakeham's locker room now? Don't they have like heated stuff, oh. and like individual TVs, and it's just God, it's your mansion. Your basic college basketball. College basketball team has yeah. individual TVs. Yeah, now. Duke. Duke like Stanford would have that. Yeah, I don't know if Stanford does. But yeah, I was like, going to say you, of all you have non-major programs have sweet shit. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it's not all crazy. Right. It, there's a lot of money, but well, before we get out of here, let's let's uh, let's tie this all back. Um, give me your uh, take and feeling through the first episode. Did it live up to expectations, and are you excited for the rest of them? Guy, you can go first. Because you're on yes. the screen. <laughs> yes and yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I saw a lot of stuff I hadn't seen before, just in terms of footage. And I think, for me, the best thing that this documentary has going for it, and to John's point, like you get all this practice footage, you get all this footage that had not been it'd been sitting in a storage closet in Secaucus since they filmed it. Which is like all that's pretty crazy that like people have tried to make this documented make it, but that Michael speaks honestly about all these things that are happening to me is all I really need because we haven't really heard Michael that much. And if you do hear Michael, it's, you know, he does so many random interviews, Good Morning America and all this other stuff. But to have somebody who's done two years of research and has seen all this unseen film before talking to MJ like that. And I, you know, we all knew this before we started watching it tonight, but the fact that they have full participation from Michael, and I think the value of that 
that cocaine story early? Was it just kind of told you, okay, you're getting like open Michael. You're not getting Mike who's just a part of this because for whatever reason he agreed to be a part of it. Like this is Michael trying to, I think Wilbon said this, or maybe Ramona wrote this or like, this is Michael controlling his narrative to the degree that he can, even though all this footage kind of speaks for itself. So yeah, that's, that's really all I need is Mike. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. For me, it's gonna be interesting to see the players that I've watched growing up now do it. I mean, Kobe's not gonna get one, but but Duncan, I want to see one for Duncan. I, I want to. Co- I think Kobe could get one because they would have so much film. I mean, he just, wouldn't be in it, but yeah, narrating I mean, it. But I think he could get a real one because they'd have. So I mean, much he's film. On he's got to appear in this one at some point, right? Ooh, he's I in this. I remember that. from the promo they show him sitting down. Oh wow, he was in the promo, and then you know he be passed, fantastic. and they stopped. Uh, Putting him in the promo because it's, but yeah, he'll definitely be in it at some point. I mean, I want to see a magic and fucking bird one, like shit. Um, Did but make that. Not that I want. I want to yeah, see that. Not to this one level. On, there's yeah. one on HBO that's it's not on this level, but it's pretty good. See a LeBron one. You know, LeBron has a documentary oh. team with him for the last twenty years. Oh, he's got one for his kids. He's got one for him. He's got one for. I mean, at least the on stuff Quibi that- or whatever. What's that? <laughs> what was the Bronny tweet from uh, Joey Molinaro? <laughs> Bronny went, oh, 100. <laughs> Just a lot of TikTok stuff. Um, but I, I leave it up to, to your, your guys' thoughts, too. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, – I thought it's great. It's refreshing to see a star player talk about uh, actually winning games. I think that's that's – and also I think the craziest part is, at least to me, it seemed like he could get coached. And, you know, a lot of the times – you know, in the NBA, it's it's like it's not it's different from Kyle Shanahan who can make a you know a shitty offense you know pretty good. The NBA, it's like, look, man, if you got shitty players, you're, it doesn't matter what fucking scheme you have, you're good, you're gonna be you're gonna be good. So um, it was kind of cool to see MJ, you know, kind of listen to his coach. It was kind of cool to see like a, a cohesive team. Uh, you don't see much of that uh, in today's NBA. No, I to me the key is Michael being transparent and honest and i think the alcohol and i i wonder part of the reason he's drinking (laughs) part of the reason he's drinking is just i mean this is not you don't see him super candid a lot anytime i mean i bet his friends do a small percentage of people do but he's not like this publicly so probably he needs to get liquored up a little bit just so he could be his true self and you kind of see it come out sometimes like he'll just get kind of fired up and it's like god this is badass and then just to me the way they shot it, I think, guy, you're right. That cocaine story, kind of like, whoa! I didn't. This thing's kind of getting re- just. Michael dropped the line. Like there are lines, like, and you realize, yeah, there's probably cocaine everywhere in America at the time. So why wouldn't the rich guys have it? You know, it's the NBA players. Of course, they're doing it. And to me, he's he he's gonna make the doc because all the other guys, like Kurt, is awesome. You know, Phil. Rodman, like those guys are gonna say. You can tell Scotty doesn't give a shit. Like those yeah, guys, we, we, we can get as much John Paxson as we want. Yeah, I mean, you, th- those guys are always willing to let it, let it rip. To me, if Michael lets it rip, it's yep. it's it'll yeah, never yeah, be yeah. touched. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sam, you want question. to wrap us up? Your thoughts before after Sam wraps us up? I have one more yeah. question for you guys. Oh no, go with your question. I'm no, no, no. I want to answer this one first. Okay, to the question. Um. No, I'm just excited to see it. I'm excited to see the rest of it, see the behind-the-scenes footage. I'm hoping we get more practice and candid footage because these first two episodes were 80% like um, narrative. Yeah, like history. And like, I get it. You know, I don't need to learn about Jordan at North Carolina, <laughs> but like the average viewer probably does. 
So I'm curious to see how deep they go into it. Like they gave you teasers. Need to meet episode. Sam needs to meet. Of like him yelling at his teammates and stuff yes. like that. So Charmin. To me though, to me though, where that's cool is it's like NBA royalty talking or basketball. Right, right. It's right. like Roy Williams. It's James Worthy. You're like, oh, sure. Damn. You know, it's like James oh. Worthy. James Worthy saying like, yeah, he was. I was better than him for two. Like that guy's really good. And then him just kind of saying, yeah, this guy fucked me up. Like uh, I'm a scrub basically. And I'm just sitting there like, damn, like that's a grown man talking that, about that. Would that would, that would that ever happen today? No, 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 no. A player of James worthy stature talking about, even if the guy's way better than they yeah. guy, players don't talk like that. No, no. And you got Trey young out here talking about, you know, going to be better than Steph. Like, no, that's not happening today. <laughs> today's game so you will let you uh, we're gonna gonna have another trey young podcast but that that leads us to my question which is is this documentary going to change anybody's opinion that Uh, thinks the 73 win warriors are better than the 72 win bulls or just i don't i don't know if anybody thinks that they're better though i I think could beat could beat them I think it's the 1617 the 1617 warriors is going to be the one that that people are going to say is can that team beat the Bulls, because there are a lot of people that have watched both and have said that the Warriors are just as good, if not better. The '96 Bulls against the first KD team. Yeah, well, I think I think, that's that, the, I think the I think the thing we're going to take away from it, hopefully, if it's done right, is you know you can you can put together a perfect storm of a team for one season, but what makes the the '98 Bulls yeah. special is like they were splintering apart and they still want it all. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to take away from it. It's like, I mean, it's kind of a direct shot at LeBron LeBron's individually as good as I love this podcast. (laughs) He's he's directly as good as anyone ever. Right. So easily. I mean, but has he ever three peated? Has he ever been able to hold a team together? Yeah. That's for that long. No, every one of his teams kind of falls the same formulaic path. They get built up, they get to a certain level where they're unbeatable, and then they fall apart. So I think that's – I feel like that's going to be what the, the whole documentary is going to try to pull together. It's harder to win when everyone has differing agendas in year three, year four, going the other way than it is to get to the mountaintop. How many guys like Mike could be that famous, be that accomplished, makes that much more money than the number two guy in a squad yet like balance this big picture team all about the team being disappointed in scotty and saying it with a straight face that scotty's making like 2.7 and that, he's making 30 he's making 15 times more than that <laughs> that might have been that might have been the, selfish yeah that was that would have that was the part where i was like i love mj the whole way that was when i was like yeah okay you might want to slow down on that well it's like why didn't mike that's where I get back to, like, has Mike thrown Scotty a little cash? A little yeah. Like, did, why didn't Mike go to bat for Scotty the way he's talking about him? Like, hey, can we get this guy a little bump? I yeah. mean, Jesus. Literally a little They bump. should mention my name with his. <laughs> unless it's a checking account. <laughs> can I, can uh, we get one before we get out of the take on, though, the KD Warriors? And is there something going to work tomorrow? I mean, the, 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 the well, 90, Ben, sorry. The 96 <laughs> Bulls. Here would be my thing. The Warriors would have more firepower just because they got – three elite guys at the end of the day they got michael 96 was incredible scotty was dominant but they i mean you know rodman let's say rodman you're draymond a wash uh my thing with michael and phil is good at this too their mental head games michael would say things to you that you can't say 
So you're saying he, Michael and KD would have been. He, he would have been so mean to Kevin because they would have, him and Phil would have located the weak link mentally and it would have been Kevin because Clay's unfazed, Draymond and fucking Rodman doing their thing. Steph, like Michael could check Steph physically and, you know, give him trouble, but like they wouldn't be able to mentally fuck with him. I think they, now Kevin, like Scotty, he's got, he's taller than Scotty. Now Scotty's a great player, but I think they could mentally fuck with him. Now Clay, like what, Ron Harper going to guard Clay? Because you would imagine Michael would check Steph, Scotty check Kevin, Ron chase Clay, right? But I just wonder if Kevin, again, we'd never be able to do this in real life, but in the hypothetical world, could hang. I mean, Phil would be saying shit in the media about Durant. They would be saying shit about like his upbringing. They would say things that oh, would that like good. Oh, I, I, now again, Kevin is physically as you know a top twelve player probably all time. Like he could. Hang. I do think the one thing we haven't really seen from Kevin is him f- f- mentally shrinking games. If yeah, he, I was going to say. Yeah, for, but he, but LeBron's not like some mental fucking juggernaut coming after your yeah. Family. That's true. I just think Michael that's always been been the the dichotomy of of KD to me where it's like how can you be arguing with people in the DMs and then be that calm in the game I was gonna say he's a he's a it's a weird thing so yeah like with Patrick it kind of just makes you rethink it's so like Pat Bev is not MJ but it's like you can see he comes at him KD's obviously rattled in the media he's talking all this shit but he comes on the court and the guy drops 40 and that's where you're like, yeah, he might be sensitive and on Twitter, on social media, but on the court, that motherfucker is nasty. Like anger, like, anger works for him. So like that's but, that's but, what that means. Like point. when if pro, nobody uh, like MJ though, elite Scotty yeah. checking Kevin. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's here's how Michael I saying mean things. <laughs> it really depends which era's rules you go by. It will. If, if I mean, the I mean this, this is the this is the cop out answer, but like, but it's honestly, true. if you. If you can't hand check, how effective are Scotty and MJ defensively against them? But also, do we On let Scotty and Michael take threes for like two years before we play this game? Yeah, it's true. true. But I, I, I watched, think my, Michael could though, like mirror. You know, he could stay in front of Steph. Like, he's I mean, like, so oh, there's a, there's no problem game. with that. But I'm just saying, like, if they're taking 35 threes a game. And Mike and Scotty are taking eight, which is that, that, what they took. That, that, that's where like, it's hard to even point, make this argument. You know? At a certain I will say point, this. the math doesn't work in their favor. I watched I watched uh, game six of the 93 finals today in like a 20-minute recap because I, lo- I was a Suns fan, fan that year. Jeez. And um, R- Richard, or I guess it was game one, Richard Dumas gave the Bulls some problems. <laughs> Richard averaged like six he was he was like six seven he was long they couldn't really guard him marley shot 43 percent from three in that series and marley was the only one take danny ainge took 12 threes was eight for 12 so ainge went eight for 12 in a for game the or in the series no in the series but marley <laughs> shot marley so shot a game. ton of th- yes marley shot 43 percent. he was so they couldn't really stop marley from hitting threes and that team obviously was not like kevin johnson was great but he wasn't steph and sure much shorter like, I do think this the Warriors. Again, well, that's a, that's the funny style thing. Is just it's so like weird, uh, but I think they give them problems. You see, Kerr, Kerr, Mike Brown versus Phil, though. Who do you like there? <laughs> Same style. No one Kerr, calls any time Kerr coaching to stop against runs. player Kerr. Who do you like in that match? <laughs> You'd shut him um, I think the Warriors probably have a chance to win games by twenty, but I think the Bulls win every close game. So who knows? But who knows? I just know this. Uh, even though the era thing is true, and you can't comp them. I just think the Bulls were – I just put them at the top of the mountain. Yeah. 
But like, in fairness to Kevin, for being a guy that you're right, gets we all talk about him, Becky, being mentally weak. He doesn't shrink in these moments. Like no. historically, a lot of like the Malones, the right, Hardens. I'm talking yeah. Hall of Famers. Like he's he's fucking taking LeBron and shitting yep. on him. So you're yep. like, well, even if Michael is saying mean things to him, like if he's just shooting shots, they're gonna probably go in. Right? He can't be guarded. The guy just pulls up on LeBron. He just there, yeah. there's no there's no. I actually think Michael. I think Michael no. would like him a lot. Like just his style. Like they would be like Jesus yeah. Christ. There wasn't anyone like that. Yeah. You know? No. There never will be. But he tried to kill him. That'd be the thing. He might. They might just fight him. That would be a problem for Kevin. If yeah, just, J- J- just be Draymond. He's gonna take him golfing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, that that might. Well, work. that'd be a problem. Yeah, he'd take Steph <laughs> golfing, and they'd bet like twenty five k a hole. <laughs> Steph might beat Michael. Yeah. Right. And then I Mike, love that Mike, every Michael was a reverse handicap. I love that every a like superstar golfing outing story from like the nineties always involves some random writer. that's just like gets to play with the guys. Like who was the guy? I guess he wrote Jordan's book. So maybe they were tight. Sam Smith. No, it wasn't Sam Smith. Tell you what, Ethan's not not golfing with anyone. Tell you what, (laughs) it's not what Strauss. Ethan's not on the, the KD, uh, (laughs) golf game. (laughs) You're right though. Think about like the equivalent of like, Oh, it's just like uh, doing a doc in 10 years on Kevin. It's like Kevin Strauss, Slater, and like yeah, and Slater <laughs> just fucking hanging, like ha- t- you know, having it's a couple more like Kawakami and a turtleneck. Sam Kleiman, Sam Kleiman, and KD all up in the Millennium Tower, just you know, doing lines. <laughs> but, but again, there's so I mean, there's so much to this shit. There was an element of just the media was a lot different, but really wasn't that different. Like the media, a guy writing a book, still not making like that. He's still a media guy. Did yeah. they just? Were they just now, now they know else? they can just get rid of them because people will just buy their propaganda at all times. Well, was it was that it? You think they were just playing? Yeah. Was Michael just playing the game, or did he kind of yeah. like the guys? I don't know. Kind of feels like Michael just got along with weird people that the DNA, like the guy, wouldn't get along with today. It's probably both. I think yeah. he. I don't think he was thinking big enough picture <sighs> to start his own media company. And but I, yeah, I don't even think that crosses his mind. It's like, you want to write a book on me? Come playing golf, me, Danny, fucking grab some beers and let's play. How did him and Danny? I I want more on that story. Uh, we're by the way we're gonna we're gonna cut in Middlecoff saying uh, <laughs> shoot the ship shoot the shoot the fuck she just sent over a text and uh, wants us to cut in Middlecoff on his radio uh, show what what is it uh, something about Corona on a ship <laughs> shoot that shit down before it gets who sent uh, a text uh, she, uh, Rashid he's Warriors World I don't know oh sorry Rashid okay Look, gotcha. biggest oh. fan of Middlecoff just the biggest oh fan. you know two guys who got suspended for a time on Twitter that's what that's about <laughs> biggest he loves uh, again I, I got in trouble for 12 hours spent it for 12 hours I, the athletic Shoot got the mad at me because I wanted to sink the ship that had Corona <laughs> and Twitter like I missed yeah. your I missed your suspension wow well, it, 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 12 hours it. started at 9 at night and I was back on at like 8 in the morning you just had to delete the tweet or something I think they automatically do it, but it's like <laughs> you had to not people, fight it. That's what it was. iconic. Yeah, if iconic. I if I appealed it, but I didn't know how long the appeal process would be. It's like people thought I wanted just innocent people to die, and now you know a month later we're in been in quarantine, and that ship could have been a huge part of bringing Corona. Who knows? It's aged pretty well, I'd say. <laughs> oh man, I, I, are you about to get suspended again? Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're getting Ben to cut that one in. I'll send I'll send that one over. It's just it's beautiful. It's just it's beautiful. Um, is, is, is she ever coming back or is it just Twitter over for him? I dude, it might be over. He's gotten suspended like five times. I don't even know what he's doing. I, I don't either. I never, never see his crazy tweets to be honest with you. Just, aren't I don't think it's crazier than anyone else. Might be like film stuff, like media, like you can't post certain videos and shit. I think the NFL is kind of rigid about that or he got is in he, trouble with Derek Carr too, which is pretty funny, but uh, does he post that many videos of, I don't like, film. 
I guess he roasts Derek Carr. We'll just we'll end it there. He, he makes fun of Derek Carr. Derek Carr not a fan. But of, I but uh, I feel like a lot of people roast Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, I guess when you have I don't know. Yeah, Derek. Derek Carr is not MJ. That's your guy, Sam. Not my guy. My guy's a top five. My guy's back. He just missed one throw. That's all. We'll be back next week. <laughs> well, J- J- Jordan Love. Jordan Love might be your, uh, uh, your quarterback you think- come Friday. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll be Mahomes. Maybe, maybe Jimmy G's Alex Smith and Jordan. I can talk myself into anything. I'm no, okay. I, I met G, I met Jordan Love to oh, the Raiders. To the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. Oh, yeah, to the Raiders. Okay, I was gonna say. So I'm just I'm, let's I'm keep I'm off the bandwagon. They leave the state. I'm done. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, yeah. then well they're not hugs. gone yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I got another. Well, yeah, actually, quarantine kind of uh, slowed down their move, huh? <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll well, no, bad. they've they've it's 17 people have gotten Corona at the stadium, but they just keep on building. So <laughs> the entire all of Vegas. I'll give them credit. Everything in Vegas, literally everything is shut down except that stadium. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm in the construction industry, and it's uh, every day we have to put together a new formalized memo for how our uh, workers on site are going to stay safe so they can keep working. So there's zero uh, – but you're editing this all off, by the way. Yeah, we're <laughs> – yeah, <we're, laughs> uh, uh, eh, just – it's, it's like you guys none said of, you're, none you guys of, are wrapping it up 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, none of this, this, none is, of this, this stops happens at every all. time. We can, never, we can never wrap it up. But, uh, but uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe they throw the construction. That's not the first time I've heard something. Did I got all my bulls takes in here? <laughs> oh, let me check my notes. Uh, this guy's like, I got to throw everything in. Uh, I'm done. I'm good. But if you want to throw – I got it all. Oh, 15-foot jumpers look funny from guys that are like 6'4", nonstop. He's doing the weird kind of – I did feel like a lot more white guys were really good back in like the eighties and nineties than there are now. Like your Dan Marley take watching a Suns game a couple so weeks ago. Dan Marley's just a really good player. You know, I'm just like I just don't think there's that many like legit white hey, guys. Gordon, just, Gordon Hayward. Steph. Yeah, he's one Steph. Yeah. <laughs> Levine. Oh it's a Levine. <laughs> I, Levine had a he got retweeted in my timeline tonight. Like I I can't get enough of this. It's like, oh, shut up, Zach. <laughs> work work I mean, on 40 wins how, first. I've got, it's the I same got, as like how some... everybody has mamba mentality all of a sudden. It's like right. you know, the point of it is that 90% of people don't. 99% percent yeah. I got 99%. a lot of Zach Levine type players in my timeline, and I get retweeted. They're just like, this is, I live for this. This is, this is what the league's about. It's like, you're going to you're gonna get a Zach Levine on the Warriors next year, by the way, with oh Anthony Network. So look forward to that. Um, but uh, no, hey. Well, uh, hey, guys, thanks for coming on our yeah. podcast. <laughs> Very well done. Very well done. Oh, thank you, though. Later, guys. Adios. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com